edition 182 a november to remember catching up time jim how are you what up dude uh good i like that little intro track it was slick i thought it was gonna go longer so i wasn't really ready but i'm ready uh it felt like crime investigation from like hip 1970s paris or something yes uh, shout out ghost hour Still one of my favorite beat producers, Underground. We played some of his tracks, actually. Usually the mixed up beats are Ghost Hour, SoundCloud. Check it out. Definitely worth checking out. So 182, 2 plus 8 is 10, plus 1 is 11, but 11 reduces to 2. Uh, so we got the High Priestess. I offer up, up the mysteries of life. This is the High Priestess, trusting your intuition listening to your inner guides, understanding yourself better, and listening to the music of the universe while allowing creative ideas to germinate. What is the Galactic Heritage card, Raphael? We got number 74. Initiation and Ceremony. Future timeline, Vega. Early on in vegan mysticism, initiation and ceremony played an important role in marking milestones in life or spiritual development. On Earth today, we've often lost touch with the meanings of our ceremonies, and so they feel empty when we do them. But honoring important experiences in life is crucial to feeling connected to the universe instead of just like pawns in a bigger picture. This card asks you to tap into this ancient memory and begin experiencing life's milestones, big or small, by celebrating them through a ceremony that expresses the sacredness of your lifetime here on earth well that's kind of resonant with the whole november to remember kind of thing um for many reasons it's been an important november but obviously the right to vote in america is kind of a ceremony of sorts national ceremony and uh i don't know with the high priestess card coming up it's to trust your intuition and that's one thing i haven't had clear insight on i've heard enough voices from varying opinions and corners of the internet friends and family um and that i'm not sure like the best thing i can do is probably just to tune out which feels like defeatist but i don't know i don't know i feel like this is about the way i've been telling Haley, my fiance is like i'm not here for this 
scrapping stuff. Like I'm here to just like hold space, I guess, for this. I'm more interested on what's on the other side of this uh, than like this moment particularly. So what did you think well, when those cards came out? It's always nice to say um, I'm more interested in the other side. But it's like saying, oh, I'm alive now, but I'm more interested in death. <laughs> There's still a run up up to that point where, no, is there not? Wait, say again. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree in many different ways. I can also say I'm more interested in, let's say, in a sense, a liberated Earth. However, up to that point, I mean, tuning out certainly is an option, but I'm pretty sure there's more than that. Or I guess maybe the way I'm tuning in is into things that inspire me and cause my inner child to kind of get psyched up, as opposed to the news and media, which I can't really control, and I don't. For better or worse, I don't know who to trust, whether it's people saying they're in on cue or people saying, you know, <clears throat> Biden won or, you know, it's just at this point, that's like out, outside of my purview of control. So I think it drains me of energy. It doesn't really excite me. It kind of saps me. That's kind of what I mean, because at the same time, one of my fears, I guess you could say, is being ignorant. If I, could, I don't want to be willfully be ignorant, but there's certain moments where I think, um, I don't know. I don't play chess, but I imagine like not every like sometimes you play like long game, and I'm like I have to save my energy now for the things that are coming, so I can participate with them more fully as opposed to like exploiting my energy now and just kind of like burning out on it or whatever. Oh, definitely. Makes Maybe sense. I'm wrong. Oh no, I mean, in, in my worldview, anyways. Uh, you always know everything you need to know. So I just find the juxtaposition curious that you say, which I think I would say I don't have the fear of not being informed um, because I believe that everyone knows whatever they really need to know at any given moment. But I find it curious that at the same time you're talking about in that sense tuning out, which I'm you know, not evaluating one way or another, but you say you're afraid to miss out. I'm not sure if that makes sense or if that's a compatible belief system. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. Well, it's not so much missing out. It's more ignorant. So I don't want to be willfully ignorant. So it's like, I don't want to be one of the Germans in fucking 1939 or whatever. Being like, we don't know what that smoke from that factory is that smells weird. I just pretend not. I mean, honestly, <laughs> for most individuals, and again, this would be, you know, great controversy in a sense, but um, many in a sense have been pointing out these kind of things. And we don't even have to put it into the current whatever crisis. Let's just talk in general, for example, about elections or whatever. I mean, it's not new that there would have been issues and irregularities and all of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, it's funny because I was talking to Haley, my fiance about this. And uh, it's like, I've been making posts and saying shit. I mean, ever since probably 9-11, I've been like, it's not what we think. But I think now that it's hitting, I'm like, I can't. I, I, I don't want to blame it on anything in particular. I'm not sure if I'm too empathic, so I'm just absorbing everybody's. I mean, I do have a lot of 12th, you know, Mercury on Mars and 12th house. So, like, I sense the collective's actions right now. And I feel like a lot of uncertainty collectively right now. So, maybe that's the uncertainty I'm feeling. So, instead of tapping into that, I'm kind of like, like the other day, um, I, I sure, haven't sure. been doing it every day, but like, I meditated doing some chakra stuff and it was like, and then I went outside and looked at the stars, saw the Milky Way, saw Mars, saw Vega, you know, really shining all these stars and stuff. I'm trying to look for this comet or meteor shower, landed meteor shower. I didn't see it. It was too early. But um, because it gets dark at like 5 o'clock, I was like 8.30 and I was like, well, I'm not staying up that late to like 1 to see this shit. So I'll just try now. Anyway, I was looking around and I was just like high on life. And I felt really content and secure and not worried. And it feels 
Uh, today, Haley and I read Gene Keys. By the way, Richard Rudd's coming on tomorrow. That should be fun. Um, the 52nd Gene Key, which I have in my profile, is about stress. <laughs> and I think that's the shadow. It's like stressing out about everything collectively or personally. Um, I think it was restraint was the gift. And then the city is, um, I'm totally spacing on what it was, silence, I think. Um so it's just like I'm trying to get to this place where I, I don't hear the possible. noise, right? So I don't, yeah. Like when I went out and I was like, "Oh, it's beautiful," and I, I'm in a still present moment, and it was very real. It wasn't like hyped up New Age woo or whatever. I was like, "Wow, I'm just like here breathing, looking at these things billions of miles away, or whatever the fuck's going on with stars." Flat Earthers would not think that, but you know what I mean. Um, so I'm just sitting there looking at the stars, kind of seeing Vega twinkle, being like, "Hey, what up, Vegans?" Or you know, like thinking stupid thoughts, right? And I'm just kind of not thinking about monkeys and politics looking at the mountains being like they've been here during you know native americans dinosaurs <laughs> who knows like this valley that i live in the arkansas river valley um was formed by glaciers right um so it's like it's old like the world keeps turning and i guess uh i was better equipped to handle it with drugs all up in my system that me terrence mckenna kind of talked about that he's like do psychedelics because they'll equip you essentially to deal with the craziness of the world but at some level, I mean, for various reasons, I've kind of cut back on that. And uh, it's very pal- it's very sober right now, very palpable tension, very palpable changes, very palpable uncertainty. And I guess it's uncertainty in my feeling because I, I sense uh, personally, it feels very much like a chess game where it's like both there's two there's a few sides, I guess you could say, but two major sides that think their, their perspective is absolute and can't possibly imagine another option. Right. And then that leads me to, you know, that's like the quintessence of cognitive dissonance for me. So I'm just like, how do I not stare at, you know, the fight while trying to like move past it? Um, It's very high priestess in the sense that I don't know. I'm trying to listen to the music of the world as it's going on, but I think there's something more going on. So I haven't given up hope, but I'm like, man, I mean, it kind of feels like I've walked into a uh, birthing room of a mother. There's blood everywhere. The woman's screaming. The dad's passed out. Yeah, yeah. The head's coming and crowning. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, yes, it's going to be nice when the little cutesy is kicking and we've named it and all this shit. And it's like goo goo gaing and, you know, mom and dad are happy. But like right now, it's like, whoa, we're shifting right now pretty hard. Yeah. So the intro card said initiation and ceremony, high priestess, as you said. What I'm just kind of surprised, not, not really surprised, but a bit maybe. Is that so many people are surprised? I mean, wasn't it? I know because of the astrology. Yeah, well, like, so two things. The astrology alone, like, if I didn't know anything about world events and I was just in a cave and I had, like, a zodiac chart in front of me and I could see, like, oh, this would be very interesting, testy times for these reasons, blah, 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 with all these conjunctions in Capricorn over the year, Saturn and Pluto conjuncting in Capricorn with Jupiter causing you know big things a lot of retrogrades during this we just got out of a mercury i mean they happen every year but um mars just went direct so now it's starting to feel like less held back even unless neptune just went direct this past week i think and it's like less confusion but somehow more confusion so like who won the election it's like well the media is saying x <laughs> so it's like whether that's truthful or not it's another argument but it's like there's you know it seems like kind of fog is clearing and people are delegating sides so i guess in a, in a sense like i said um probably around 9 11 and on i've been very aware of the fact that a lot of narratives play out in the main 
dream, whether it's news or just communities or whatever, that don't fully describe the events occurring. And because of psychedelics, I can understand there's like multiple multiple dimensions of reality going on. So I'm trying to maintain a unity perspective, but I've been accused of spiritual bypassing with that. I'm like, everything that's happening is necessary. Like, this is something I wanted to talk about. Um, we'll probably talk about with Thomas, but maybe now, too, even. It's like, what? It, and this happens to go into line with, like, astrology charts, temperaments, destinies, whatever, karma. It's like, what do different people need to do? Like, if we're all on a ship, some people are, like, saying, land ho. Some people are swabbing the deck. I decks. can tell you. Somebody's cooking the food, right? So it's like, what's up? What do you think could be an answer to that question? Well, I don't think it's spiritual bypassing. To, the way I've been explaining it is like unity is the ground floor, and we've gotten up high up, up in a perch of consciousness that's evolved through time, space, through you know billions of years of evolution or whatever the fuck's going on, and we've got a certain individual perspective. But at the bottom level of the you know Gaia ground level or whatever is unity the unity. is the yeah. ground floor and the ceiling, I would say. But yeah, continue. <laughs> Sure. So it's almost like this weird disto distorted or Ouroboros perspective or something. So, but yeah, like it, it seems, I don't think I'm losing my individuality particularly. Um, but this is also just a time when I don't feel it's appropriate to be violent. Like I'm not trying to go be violent for anything, you know, in particular myself. Uh, whether I have opinions, maybe it's off putting to people that I don't have, like, and this is starting to show it's like, I don't know what I believe fully. Being so curious and open-minded has led me to be like willing to kind of entertain anything, which makes it much harder to stand for anything in that sense. Like if you believe, you know, nothing, you'll fall for anything, that kind of thing. So it's like I'm not sure where to stand personally on a lot of things. I have general energy kind of inclinations. I want, you know, more hippie vibes than like, you know, fascist vibes, obviously. But at some level... Yeah, great, great. Yeah, well, yeah. The thing Go is ahead. just, you know, and even, you know, no matter on how little you can decide upon yourself and kindly everyone remember this is a Libra speaking. So shouldn't I technically not be able to make any decisions at all? Maybe you can explain it away with some other aspects, but what I want to say is even if you don't, okay, okay. don't you have a little bit or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you gotta feel passionate about your feelings. Um, so, uh, you have a preference. Of course, my answer to what anyone should do would be the same that I'm always giving is follow your highest excitement. If you understand the formula, you know, it will lead you to all of these things. And that's why I would never tell anyone, oh, you have to watch the news. You have to be interested in what Trump is doing or what this channel is saying or what the media is saying or anything. Ideally, you follow your excitement and all information that is required uh, will just fall into your synchronicity slot in divine right timing. That's just how it works, especially if you follow your excitement, because then you're actually on a high frequency. So if anything, you will be more comfortable and have more insight than if you were to do anything else that you may believe you may have to in order not to be ignorant or whatever. Again, you know, discerning between the fear and the, or true excitement, love and the fear and anxiety routes when deciding upon any particular action. Um, and then, okay, now you just stated the preference. That's great. So more hippie vibes. Of course, there would be a point as to define that somewhat more. We don't need to do that now because I think we both in it or those listening kind of understand what that would mean. Although then what one would define it and then you can just see, okay, what are even, for example, concrete policy decisions? And this doesn't have to be a political argument then or about voting or liking anyone or not, but just as a baseline idea, um, 
I don't know why this idea comes up again, but it's maybe it's so prevalent. I mean, we could either talk about, you know, mass animal slaughter, or we could talk about varying types of mass human slaughter. I'm not a fan of either of those. Um, so because I was going to mention abortions, the other thing would be, uh, let's just mention, you know, industrial slaughtering of animals. And in that example, I mean, in your case, as I understand, uh, you're vegan. So here already you can make a clear connection between a personal life choice and a clear, let's say, policy preference. And you're informed. And at the same time, it doesn't need to get into a political mud fight or something like that. Right. So that's a good example. Like abortion, for example, like I'm, I think it's between, I mean, once a semen has entered a woman and the eggs fertilized and stuff, that's a woman and a doctor and God and the baby. Like, sure, the guy can have some input, but like at that point, the bun's in the oven, it's cooking, you've started a process. So I, but, but I would technically probably vote pro choice in that I think women should have the choice to do what they want as opposed to, you know, whatever. I know that's kind of contradictory, but what well, else? Well, just to briefly what I want to mention here, because that's, you know, one of these fundamental issues where we then again talk about scarcity and abundance. And of course, everyone should be allowed to decide about their own body. Then we can have the argument to what extent is the, the baby already an entity. Then there's also the argument, oh, you know, whatever happens, the baby on some level agreed to it and anyhow is an eternal a soul that maybe actually chose, you know, I just want to be, however ugly this may sound, you know, a three-month abortion, and that's enough physicality for me this time around, because I may even know in advance that, you know, for example, <laughs> I choose to incarnate on Earth if one believes in choice, which of course is very important fundamentally, then I can say, oh, I'm going to pick up an incarnation on Earth, and I'm going to be one of those very many that are just not actually going to fully gestate, because I may actually just want to experience physical reality, uh, let's say from within the womb, and I'm not maybe even ready to incarnate. So what I want to say is all of these even very strange things that I individually would not prefer have served their function in terms of the overall experience, storylines, and potentialities. And again, no one really, in my view at least again, can die or anything like that. That's not the issue. But more thinking about general mindset of abundance and scarcity, I would ask, I would totally be for choice, uh, you know, in almost all cases, or maybe even all cases. But then the question is, uh, what factors are influencing that choice? And uh, then I want to know the main reasons, even today, why abortions actually are happening. And uh, then we may have a pretty different picture, whereas then I may find that I want to adjust some other factors. I may still give the choice, but then may have factors where this incidence, let's say, of the necessity to abort, as you say, after starting a process, would at the very least be greatly, greatly reduced. And where I want to start with this, because there's too many factors that I don't know enough about, like the whole so-called you know, sexual liberation because of the drugs they gave him and so on. All that I understand is that if a woman actually knows themselves a bit, does some research and maybe finds some... A weaker coven, not really, but you know, someone who knows about this, then you actually know when you're fertile and not, and there's all kinds of other things you can do, many, many different things, uh, where I'm like, why does it even have to come so far? And then when you know about what happens in the back end and the literal industrialization of human parts, I mean, you know. Right. And so that falls really quickly to like, well, is this the karma they've signed up for? How do we know we're not intervening with somebody's karma? 
or whatever. So like I'm vegan, but I'm not running around saying you pig slaughterers, how dare you? I'm just like, this is what feels good for me. I don't project my opinion on the other people, if that makes sense. Where there, whereas, you know, some people are like locking arms in front of a cow house or whatever saying, save the cows. That's admirable at a level. That's foolish at a level. I don't get involved. I mean, and there's a lot of levels to it, right? So, um, it's good that people have values, but then, you know, there's going to be a value for every level of polarity, both sides. Some people lavish the fact that they can have bacon, everything, bacon, scented I mean, everything. I mean one interested aspect to this and you may you know contemplate this but it's maybe a simplification because there is also a sense of i would say somewhat atheistic very high level and very positive moralism or philanthropism or self-interested you know like a good a positive combination of egoism and uh, altruism however what this talk then often comes down to also along political lines as i understand especially in the highly polarized uh, state of the united america north america at least um is the question about the belief in god actually and the inherent sanctity of life and uh, whilst i can only assume this is not always the defining factor it seems to me at the core level with these core questions oftentimes that's kind of what it gets down to and also this other concept i just picked it up somewhere i'm just going to replay it by you maybe you see differently that oftentimes where there is these issues especially surrounding let's say questionable medical practices and so on that there actually is more of an atheism prevalent and that number one includes that there is no um, repercussion or something if i inflict harm and also that especially if no one catches me in the physical i'm kind of free and also i have no real long-term soul view of myself in any way and i'm only pleasure and lower chakra driven so um yeah i don't really have any consideration for anything except my own immediate uh well-being or benefit uh, well that's even the, the, you know the selfishness yeah, yeah. of abortion at all i mean i'm not saying all abortions like that but we'll say half of them probably are people who are just like i went out and partied and got knocked up hooked right, up and right. i don't want this and <laughs> this is certainly you know i don't want to generalize but that's that's a good point so here then i would ask again number one how would it happen that way how was it you know like not prevented either again through the women knowing their cycles different preventive measures if you would find but probably i can i don't i'm not deep enough into this but i'm pretty sure you can get can, can actually get similar effects as to what drugs give you through proper uh, herbal remedies like you know whether it's maybe even something more extreme like you know these super short-term quote-unquote abortions uh, or whether just it's about not being fertile for uh, for a period um one concept here and that's again maybe a cop-out but what this they say is it's like 42 days or se seven weeks or something i think uh, the food is for the soul if that's what you're getting at yeah from inception exactly until the point of this the formation of the pineal gland i believe where we could say okay here really the soul connects more stronger but then especially in us as i understand there are these super extreme cases where like this is almost already like a baby or then you're like oh we we found you know there is whatever genetic uh, issue with your child maybe a, something that would or may result in a mental or physical disability oh i don't like the child goodbye and i think now it's even so far 
that you can say, oh, maybe you don't have the hair that I like. So, you know, let's try it. It's like the movie Gattaca, right? Where it's like uh, consumerism gone full extent. And that, I mean, I'm not saying everybody who gets an abortion or contemplates it's dealing with that. Probably not. But it seems we're in an instant gratification society. Pregnancies can be inconvenient and unplanned, right? Um, And it just gets tricky. That's why I don't get into it. It's like I don't put myself in those positions to have that situation particularly, nor do I pass – I mean it's like between – like that's why I said it's like between the doctor, God – the baby, the mom. At that point, if she's gonna, you know, have a baby, well, skull kind of crushed. That, that, it's like that's on her hands. Well, in a sense, yes. And I see Anya is waiting. We're gonna pull her in momentarily because at least we're all gonna woman, get ganged up on by Libras. <laughs> and we're gonna have a woman commenting who may, of course, you know, be closer to the topic. What I just wanted to get at, you say it's between them. In a sense, yes, but in a sense, no, because there is, of course, you know, social pressure. There is the uh, still illusion of economic and resource scarcity because if as a woman you would know you can even for example give your child someone else and you know it's actually a good maybe even know them or whatever or it's a positive setup and there is enough resources they would just generally be much less incentive for that even to have to occur then you know add some more responsibility and self-reflection and so on then you will even have much less so-called unwanted pregnancies from the beginning you add a bit of reverence for life and spiritual connection and probably, you know, I, I just see there's so many factors that could make a, a huge difference that would not uh, be so simplistic as to decide whether or not women should be allowed to abort up to this or that date. And anyhow, from my view, I don't want to make rules for anyone else. You know, ultimately, everyone has to be, you know, you mean their own judge. Yeah, exactly. That's where I rested. I'm like, it's not my problem. So I'm not going to, I mean, this is, it's like I don't really want the death penalty. I don't think that helps personally. I mean, these are my politics coming out right now, right? So it's like I don't know how like revenge at that level does much. It might act as a deterrent in more you know ancient archaic cultures no, to be like that's, that's we're going to scare the well shit out of you. That. So you, no, yeah, 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 great idea. So yeah, as we see as now, we see no, I don't think it works, right? But then at the same time, now we have an industrialized penal, uh, you know, penal colonies or you know whatever the fuck, uh, not penal colonies, um, penitentiaries. Um, I mean, Australia did start as a penal colony. That's kind of what I was thinking about it. But um, it's weird. Right. It's weird because like all these things divulge and evolve from belief sets. So when you're like, whoa, the woman has more, has to deal with the opinions of others in society. That's literally just getting into a shooting range of people's presuppositions and projections. I mean, right. So it gets tricky. This is why being postmodern at this time is so hard. It's like, everybody's very i mean and especially in the astrology the, the south node is in sagittarius everybody thinks their truth is the fucking shit like nobody thinks they could be wrong i'm not saying i'm better for saying this i'm not it's not like i'm more humble than everybody but i'm like i know i don't know at this point and maybe that's a dangerous position in itself to be in because it, it leads to inaction and indecision and like uncertainty or whatever but everybody right now is pulling triggers saying i've got the sort of truth and how dare anybody else think otherwise no and it's like uh well like I was telling my fiance today, it's like, I'm just worried that people are going to be disillusioned with their certainty because you've got to think there were, I always use Nazi Germany. It's like there were probably Germans who didn't hate Jews, who just really wanted Germany, their country, motherland to do well and their economy to do well. They had like decent reasons to want a decent regime, in power, right? Like they were probably just going along with the flow of the circumstances. Um, they were probably very disillusioned when they lost the war, right? Uh, there's some decent films on this. But um, yeah, I guess... 
and maybe that's just a that's a, it's a conserve more conservative fearful approach to, to instead of being like let's run in with you know our swords like whoever we cut we cut versus like let's go in like tread carefully like you know only make moves when you have to it's kind of a different philosophy i just right just right now ever not you so much but like more than me even have a position it seems and i feel yeah, like very much this is, the whole, cat. this is well this is part of the whole thing and that's the whole point and one can subscribe to this or not whatever but what ra repeats with polarization so there is a choice and uh and i'm not saying that this choice then individually if you choose love and five people choose that, that then subsequently they would make the same action out of that true love that they have. But right, still because love is defined on different terms. So some people are really worrying about their nation, like the nation's condition. Some people are like, oh, the unborn babies in God's will. Some people are like, right. how dare doctors touch this woman? She has a right. I would, I'm a I woman. Would, Hear me roar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just still assume that, you know, overall, it could give it gives a different picture. I mean, especially if you look at the ideologies of people executing these things. I mean, I'm so sorry. And people then say that it's all fake or whatever, but you have these undercover like movies from like Project Veritas and so on, which of course are evil because they're whatever, but you know, just look at the video and make up your own mind. It's all public. And you have these people working there and they're just outright telling you, yeah, let's make a deal for, to sell these organs because I want a new Lamborghini. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we've got to draw the line somewhere. But now I'd really like to see what Anya has to say. And then I'm sure we're going to, you know, spin this up even one more level. So Anya, please. Good evening. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I would say your conversation is definitely for me a female conversation. Sorry, guys. Of course, that's why you're here. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> that complete story, or let me say history, is based on one, on religion, and on that, sorry, male-dominated world. Yeah, the patriarchy has kind of pushed its shit for a long time. That's kind of why I'm like, all yeah, right, but it's why, up to why? you. Why? why? I don't know. Because, well, there's some various opinions. Pole shifts, like this has to do with like Atlantis, Lemuria shifts, just the yin yang. I mean, yes, this is yes. part of a natural cycle potentially where. Maybe. You know, maybe. Yeah. So, but let, but us, it's, but let us stay in. But let us stay in that uh, time where we can read and look. So, with Lemuria and Atlantis, I would say we have a bit problems. But what have we in the last 2,000 years? And a bit more. We have that male world, and we have a male world with many. Um, they wanna have the power of the world and all that crap, crap we know. But for that, you need soldiers, and not one normal woman that love her children become a, a baby that another idiot. Uh, use them as a soldier, like uh, food for a bomb or, or food for a sword or whatever. And on that way, they need really, really to break down the rights from the woman. It's this, you can say they are a factory. Well, this is kind of why nationalism a children, became a, children, a, thing. a children factory. And what we have now is, sorry guys, it's your body, 
my female body is my body normally i can say it's on me to say i want to have a children or not because of that situation it is my body that baby uh, get nurtured from my body and all that if i had had now the right words but the other thing is if you look really really close and break it down in the core how can you manipulate male people it's was and is always one little part of your body you can see it in each war zone when they bring the horse or horse uh, prostituted in that war zone to make that warrior peaceful and all that crap the male person is always manipulated on that little part it was before and it is now that is why we have that big porno industry and that never changed and as long as a male person a man is not in totally control over his body emotion thoughts and that little part we have that problem and i'm sure i know in 5d that changed completely and the same is with what we have in the last 20 years we see with the dumps and all that and uh, organs and all that for whom only for the elite on that way they use the female again and some i'm one of that um <clears throat> i was 18 years old you can say with 18 you are not really an adult person you are naive and yes let me say manipulated and a bit stupid and you fall in love with a, with a guy and it's always that power that uh, feeling if you don't do what he like you will lose him but you love him you're so love blind your brain has out time and with love you can push the bottom and you stop thinking and sure in our time or my time we know how to what how to handle it you use that medicine 28 days but what the most people ignore is one little part in that uh, long letter and that means it helps only 99 percent only 99 not 100 and yes it can happen that one percent that is missing works on you and so result is a child and there is no asking you want it or you want it not the only way to say I will know children as long I have the feeling I'm old enough for that is to stay 
as a single or to have a relationship where one is sure no children no sex right it's, i mean it's, the it's abstinence really argument's pretty foolproof i, I hear that it's really that's simple, kind of what conservative but it's people the only think. way right exactly um it's funny though because so you were talking about like you know men think with their dicks basically is kind of what you're saying and i've always wondered it's like how traumatized or how disempowered has the feminine spirit been in the past few thousand years all women i mean women really control the world because men want sex <laughs> largely more or less and that's what drives them and like competition for sex it's like a weird national geographic episode where they're we're doing all sorts of like culture almost is mating ritual like we try to acquire money to sh like sure for self-worth and stuff but what are we valuing are like ability to like capture mates at a subconscious level and impress people but uh, everyone does that but anyway um i've always wondered like you know war wouldn't be a thing if women just said no sex but because they've they want to love their husband or whatever they say yes for the nation and i love my nation and then we anthropomorphize anthropomorphize these nation states as like mother russia or mother you know father the fatherland or what you know and we start projecting the our longings of individuals onto nations and then we start doing weird shit for countries there's people who will go die for their country i don't know if that's foolish or admirable or a combination of both uh, i don't know if i'd ever do it personally um and i'm kind of saddened when i see you know soldiers in caskets or something I'm like man what did they believe about this thing that made them want to give up their life for it that's a separate subject altogether but i guess um yeah abstinence is 100 percent certain it's not but that's kind of a religious modality, which I'm not against personally. I think it's a very moral perspective. Um, bonobo monkeys uh, and chimpanzees, which which some of people believe we descend from at some level, um, use sex as a bartering tool. So it's like in our genes to just kind of fuck around and like polyamory and stuff like that. That's kind of normal. Men, you know, it's very, and I'm not sure how this works because people's beliefs shape the reality but like if you have no beliefs men will probably be more like amorous and flirtatious with their sexuality like a bee pollinating flowers whereas women are like the flower they kind of just sit there and wait but because we live in a kind of postmodern world there's a lot of women who've been psychologically not manipulated but uh molded into thinking you know women's lib, lib and sexual freedom and all this stuff so there's probably a lot more women on tinder and stuff than would be 100 500 10,000 years ago um just the zeitgeist is shifting there's a pull shift so there's, i think there's a lot of men unsure of how to even be at this point because there's a guilt for the patriarchal kind of dominance that's occurred that we were referring later i mean for a long time it was like you know just crazy shit like you see in braveheart where it's like okay this soldier's gonna fuck your wife because he has like rights from the king or something even though it's you know just weird shit like that has been normal for some time and now we're starting to get away from it and yeah, see maybe let me just say briefly yeah go for it also because um anya pointed out she said look at the animals if she says no it's no only we have uh yeah the, the issue that basically love is often associated with sex what um well, women you, feel that they're not loved so they use sex to get love and then men are just sexual because we are designed to like spread seeds <laughs> not really uh jim you are another gen uh, generation if i remember on my parents and my aunts and all those so the generation before me 
I remember that words. Oh, it's Saturday. So Saturday was the sex day. And so many women were, were really happy when that day was over. It's not a joke. And it not only depend on that many uh, women are married. So no one asks them. The parents look, oh, he is nice for you. You, you must marry him. Not only on that way. But we have in us normally, if we have a normal evolution and we live our life normal, we have as a female, like the animals, a feeling, now it's time. Now it's time for me to be a mom. But the biological that, clock, as they yeah, say. Yeah, but that time uh, matches not or works not on that patria, on that male domain world, on that all that ideas behind, that doesn't work. And the same you can see in the, in the nature. Each animal, when she say no, it's no. No matter what he try, the only what he can, you know, she hunts him. But when she say it's no, it's no. But in the, in the, in the human world, it's not. And sure, you can say, and that was my thinking some weeks ago. The female normally has a evolution in her hands. So normally we can say, we say how many children are born, how big is the country. And we can, yes, normally manipulate and rule the world with that. But is it something that the male world or the elite Illuminati and cabal, whatever, doesn't know? No, they know it. For me, one is sure. That is one thing why they try and say do it, clone people. So they know the day will yes. come that we will all all female, each woman will find out that the complete evolution, the complete creation is in our hand. And so we can rule the world. And for that, they so so afraid. So they think when they can clone people for us with our free mind is no longer use. So they don't need us longer for that part. And so they have the power back. Yes, you can get a child, maybe be, uh, with the right papers. We allow it. We're not, not. It's a bit like that movie uh, Starship Troopers. The f female must go first to the military and have many letters before it was allowed for them to get a baby. And when not, it's okay. We create each person that we like in our dishes and though they try to get or hold the power on that male domain world well it's funny that this is a high priestess episode because i think ultimately women have the hidden power so like we're saying like um in in chromosome development everybody starts as a female and basically the male genitalia springs out from the female genitalia so it's like we're second in the rung of power and it's a it's a i mean it's a very 
phallic power. Like, I mean, masculinity in its essence in men, typically not always. I mean, there can be feminine male and masculine females. But generally speaking, men are like, they want to show their power. That's why animals, if there's two animals that want to breed with one animal, it's like they're going to fight. That's why deers have antlers, right? This is why, like, this is just how it works, I guess, at a primitive kind of raw law of 3D material level. Um, and for and what's always shocking to me, and I'm not blaming women. I could be a yuga. It could be, you know, Stockholm syndrome. It could be all sorts, you know, psychological, whatever. But it feels like women gave up levels of that power for a long enough time for societies to be established, right? That's why matri- uh, I mean, matriarchies might have happened occasionally, but generally speaking, like culture is patriarchal in nature, Rome, England, America, these are very phallic, like go conquer, go search, uh, spread your seed, like intellectually, as well as maybe physically, um, Vikings, right? All this kind of stuff, go, go, go. Um, and we're kind of waxing on that, but and then this just gets down to like basics. I mean, it's very convenient for us at this part in history to like kind of talk about it. But at some point, like there were cultures where it's like, if I don't have sex, I'm not going to survive long in this hierarchy of a culture. So I need to sleep with the chief clan so I get food tonight or, you know, the chief of the clan so I get food. I mean, it sucks, but that's kind of how it worked at points for various cultures, not all the time. Um, some cultures can sit around and say, we have too many, we have so many people, we can make this a political issue to debate if we need this. Some people are so low in numbers, they're like, we have to have as many kids as possible for farmhands. It's been different all over the world at different times. And then it pulls back to the meta where it's like, if everything's all one and it's all good, does it matter? I mean, I don't want to be a ni- like a positive nihilist, but it's like, that's kind of what postmodernism is. It's like, there are no truths. Yeah, it's all just happening. We're coming back to the idea of what you prefer. And just as you're pointing out, this whole scarcity idea that, uh, you know, throws it all into disarray. That's what I was kind of getting at. That's one of the aspects. That seems like a necessary it's, lesson. Like, it's not like, I mean, yes, it's, a, it's something well, to fix, all, but it's something we ask for. I mean, as we're experiencing, definitely. But it doesn't mean I have to be, in, in that sense, uh, be maintaining of the status quo let's say you know no, it, i can totally accept all of that but i can then that's why i'm getting and that's why i make this differentiation where talking about polarization then i can say okay it's like that of course it's all good you know and i'll the first one you know to sign you this <laughs> with my I name know. but at the same time you're the reason i think this what is well. i drank the kool-aid long enough yeah i'm not exactly sure what you concocted up for yourself but uh, the thing being that the next step then being still you know i have a preference and then i'll ask myself okay according to that preference for example let's say that women will not find themselves with an economic scarcity well that's for example why i'm interested in let's just say whatever alternative models of accounting and economy simply put yeah but i just want to point out these things are all interrelated and there are uh, uh, systemic aspects that can be adjusted where then the result would be women don't feel pressured to have uh, you know, sex if they don't want to. Maybe men don't feel pressure to be ha- needing so many wives to feel respected. All these kind of things, which of course we know ultimately comes back to consciousness and self-reflection and self-knowledge. Um, I just want to point out that these are factors that would greatly influence this idea of whether such ideas we do not prefer, let's just call it unnecessary, premature. Uh, conscious willful inflicted abortion of life of any kind um that's just 
wouldn't need to happen. Well, um, if um, it didn't need to happen, it wouldn't be an option on the table. So it seems it's manifesting as a necessity of duality, right? Uh, like the movie Cloud Atlas kind of shows what I'm a good saying is that of... it doesn't need to happen within this uh, frame on this planet. It is happening, obviously, and it will always happen somewhere within infinite realities. But in terms of uh, practical understanding, it is clear it is not uh, a necessity for this reality frame. Only because everything exists doesn't mean everything needs to exist right here where we are right now. You see what I'm saying? Kind of. Uh, like in the movie Cloud Atlas, it shows what we're kind of talking about this whole, whether it's the election, whether women's rights, you know, abortions, men and patriarchy power is what we're talking about and the evolution of power over time. So at one point, the high priestess was kind of the situation. This is like mushroom cults, orgies, what McKenna talks about, maybe like, you know, and this depends on presuppositions, but let's just say 30,000 years ago, we weren't high Atlanteans like talking to Thoth. Let's imagine, you know, 150,000 years ago, we were like barely more than animals, but still distinct. Um, it was, no one knew who the father was. The magic was the woman. That's why women worshipped at one point. The matriarchy existed. It was like, we don't get how this works. We all just kind of go fucking bananas in a room. And this lady comes, you know, the next version of us comes along and she has the power. There's this esoteric kind of mystery, right? Through the understanding at a level, I mean, I still think the woman has the choice and stuff like that. But at some level, men started realizing their virility and their power in that sense. And that pendulums swung and now we've got fucking obelisks which are big you know basically attempts in metaphorically speaking whether it's joseph campbell lens or what but like fucking the sky right where it's like look how big i am check this out i dominate i, I own this like it switched that way and uh, i'm for better and worse like it's uh, it's not either or it's like both things have happened i guess it's necessary that's why we've played out this game so here we are um but with the cloud atlas analogy like there's there's move there you choices people's personal choices and the awareness that you know we're all connected at some level make hopefully cause self i mean you're either making self-interested choices or group interested choices i guess you could say so if you're making choices like oh the world in a generation or two that's a group interested choice if you're saying i want to you know help other people um you know die for my country that's a group interested choice whereas some people are you know in cloud atlas are like i'm gonna kill you for your shit because I forgot the saying in Cloud Atlas, but the whole point, and there's a really good um, uh, YouTube series called like Stories of Old, where the guy, is, I think he's Norwegian or something, but he's analyzing films, all sorts of films, right? He's got really, really good in-depth kind of things. And the one on Cloud Atlas is talking about power. And that's basically what it's all about. It's like uh, the weaker meat and the strong do eat. And that's the nature of law of the third dimension in an animal world. It's like survival of the fittest. I mean, we can get lofty with like woo and stuff real quick, but at the end of the day, it's like tigers eat zebras. Why? Because they can, and they have a taste for it, and they have a power. I don't, I mean, it's in a biblical sense, like the lion will lay down with the lamb at some point and shit like that. That's cool. Yeah, but, so yeah, what so now, what? Jim? <laughs> Where do you want to go? Because the one thing, well, one thing is to take account of the current situation. The other question is to ask oneself, what can I do differently uh, to bring about that parallel version of reality. Well, awareness prefer. and compassion seem to be the trigger points, whether it's Cloud Atlas or movies like um, Terrence Malick's uh, really phenomenal film, Tree of Life, uh, we've discussed in the podcast before, where there's a dinosaur, so it's like a long time ago, a dinosaur decides not to kill something. It, I mean, its instincts say go for it because it's just, you know, carnal or whatever and doing programming because a lot of people tend to romanticize. I read this in Gene Keys. Um, a lot of people tend to romanticize like the ancient past and say, oh, everything was just going along and getting along. If we went back there with our pre present consciousness 
to then, it would be barbaric and horrifying. It would be animals just ripping each other apart. I mean, it would, I mean, it's been a long, hard history for life and it's okay. But now we've developed recently, maybe the past few hundred thousand years, whatever, who knows, consciousness at a level where compassion and self-reflection are possible. And unfortunately, in a polarized reality, you have, you know, people who are fully aware of that. And then people are fully ignorant of that and everything in between. So what do we do now? I don't That's kind of why I'm not trying to get involved. It seems like a lot of animalistic instincts are getting triggered in people right now politically. Um, and everyone's just kind of fighting for their tribe, if that makes sense. And I'm kind of just saying, well, my hope is that some <laughs> unifying event, I'm not sure what it looks like, but or the astrology. Well, or the let me say one shift. thing. And uh, one may imp- interpret this one way or another, but uh, when does or what group of a population fights the most fiercely and whom do they fight the most fiercely for if they are aware that they are being threatened? Do you know? Depends on the culture. So well, even like Japanese just take or kamikazes, they're like, we'll, do- we'll kill ourselves. Huh? Animals. I'm not yeah, sure where you're going with this. Okay, simply put, what I'm saying is if if, uh, the mothers are protecting their young. Oh, yeah, typically. Unless they've been socialized to think that it's a choice and then they have reasons or whatever, right? This is why it gets all tricky. It's like if the state says this is a burden on the state economically, we don't have resources for this, the tribe can't afford you to have four kids, then it turns into a very different kind of paradigm than just like did this bird say yes to another bird or whatever because there's that's a primitive level like like the act of copulation or whatever is uh at a level like a game that women can choose to say yes to or not but this is why the thing i mean rape is a thing you know that's when men don't listen to the rules of the game and break them because they're being overdriven by hormones or rage or lust or whatever the fuck you want to call it so it's a it's a mad world we live in there's also you know there's there's people who are celibate right asexual people who are like i don't have any urges not my my genes don't need to be spread um like i'm personally very like okay with sex but i don't want kids right um so i'm being personally responsible not just going to fuck random people like i mean not to say i haven't hooked up with people but the point is i'm just more conservative naturally with sexuality whereas we're coming from a culture now post 1960s drug sex rock and roll which could have been a psyop to get people to you know break down the system who knows there's also conspiracy theories um but now we have the consequences of that where it's like you know the nuclear, the nuclear family is fucked and now the state is the provider this is how yeah, you get a big brother <laughs> do, uh, do you know that we it's uh information and uh, documentation that i saw a long time ago there was a time and we have it that never was completely gone we had a time when each uh, were a female there was no need for a male to uh, become a baby it's a time with a high consciousness and it's that it's the same we have in the bible when maria uh, we, we call that um the immaculate conception uh being pregnant by spirit i have no idea how yes, to yes. write immaculate conception yeah Okay, that's okay. Not, that, that's that, that is, yes, that works. We have, given time and space, one can only imagine. Um, okay. Jim, let me, Raphael, sorry, I need you. Scheinschwangerschaft is der Beweis dafür. 
Okay, so the proof is the fake, so-called fake pregnancies or only apparent pregnancies. But go yes. on, Anja. That, and we had a time where that um, people are being exist, exit we uh, call hermaphrodite. They were both in one. Oh, hermaphrodites, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is, it's only my idea, but I, it works for me very well. Well, just briefly to reinforce, at least partially. So, of course, it's interesting when we get into Bible stories. And let me repeat, they talk of people getting very old. They talk of varying strange lights. They talk of flying vehicles. They talk of resurrection. And Nephilim. They, exactly. Genetic manipulation, all of that. Um, so, immaculate conception, yeah. So, um, another aspect, this would even be in a uh, linear imagined timeline, technically be even earlier, but there are varying accounts, as I understand, of one part of a root race. This may even be part of the Greek origin story, but I believe some others as well, where they kind of say like one of the first versions of humans actually was uh, hermaphrodite. And, uh, yeah, androgen. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. And I believe even Bashar is mentioning this potentially as the Vikwadesh. Um, but this is, let's just say it's a recurring theme. And it's certainly interesting as an idea, just overall, with the whole um, Bible story, if we just say that obviously they talk about higher dimensional powers and energies in that book. From that point of view, I could well imagine that this could be maybe at that point a more rare case. But um yeah, well, even yeah, if it was why normal, not? let's just say there was a point when everybody, I don't know, psychically At reproduced, some point, sure, sure. right? Or we'll just and, go and with just, that far out idea. And just well, briefly, at some point, men and women polarized, <laughs> and it's not men's fault well, or well. women's fault. It's just like the the shit happened, obviously. Yeah, but the thing is, <clears throat> the woman can do itself. It's only a decision to become a baby. Then you have such complete um, affirmation in your head how that baby looks, hair, eyes, whatever, include, inclusive what um, what they can. Maybe so ironically, it's the uh, woman's choice so, at so, the so, ultimate level originally. Yeah. And on that way, you can say she becomes pregnant. And uh, the same we have that Ham Af Androgyn was before with no gender, no gender, then Ham Aphrodite. Aham Aphrodite is both in one. So it's the same one. They don't need another partner, but they can use them for get, uh, becoming pregnant. Well, something's interesting because it seems we, that we, women aren't doing it by themselves now. Oh, uh, yes. We have many, many situations, what uh, Raphael explained for me. But, um, and we can find, no. It's gone now. Five, six years ago, we can find many female, many women that wrote in, in internet about it, but that all is deleted. And we have many hermaphrodite people on earth. Oh, hermaphroditism? Yes, like, that's yes. when you have sexual organs of both, but I don't know if that means you can in, impregnate yourself. But on that way, we have many people on Earth, and each one, each time when a baby comes on Earth with that state of being, they try to do whatever they can uh, to um, talk to the parents. You must uh, have a for that child uh, operation that will not work, that give problems, right. whatever. And the only way that uh, the parents have 
is to go to Netherlands. And Netherlands is not a problem to um, for that child to grow. And we have that in Germany and many other countries too, to that Napoleon time. And in the time where Napoleon rules, he say, for him and all the people, it was not a problem. You say today I'm female, tomorrow I'm a male, whatever. whatever. I mean, gender but, fluidity was more normal, yeah, you're saying. But, but with the um, age of 21, it was only one thing uh, important that you choose a name. After that, you can live like you want today with today that not it's it's not a problem but please with one name and after napoleon time they change it so um, practical yeah and we have it now um like before they try to uh operate that people even when they are adult they tell them oh you are sick you have cancer and whatever so they try to do whatever they can that this part of being have not a chance to really come up again and um, sorry, I think it's it's a um, it's a crime. Well, right, the hermaphroditic situation, which you're talking about, is when somebody has genitals, or I think of either both sexes or neither potentially. Yeah, um, I just want to get at Jim just in terms of uh, which is a little bit of the able... pregnancy stuff we're talking about. I felt, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't no, know. Right, what just about. just briefly, uh, and again, I'm going to use your own holy book, which you know we know has been rewritten too many times, but still. Um, again, talk about giants, long age and all of that. And if you just kind of extrapolate that, or even just the idea of saying, you know, you look at the top hats and the huge, uh, brains or whatever they had and bigger pineal glands, all kinds of things. We have to kind of assume that the variant of humans we have now is highly different from what may, we may have had even just a few hundred years ago. Which is quite humbling. I'm all about that. It's like human. What the definition of being human is is a moving target that's been. I mean, even based off of the Bible, like you're saying, has been altered potentially. I mean, that's what the story of the floods all about. It's like genetic manipulations are happening, and we stop that, quote unquote. So that's a negative polarity of that, as opposed to like a Sumerian Babylonian kind of, you know, uh, and you know, um, what's it called? Anunnaki kind of take, which is like they came and made us, and we are now aware. Like we were puppets that became self-aware, and now we're trying not to be puppets, and now we have a whole different fucking thing. Um, that's what Maru is kind of getting at, where she's like, "Oh, Thoth put a gene in us that would trigger at a certain point, right? And right, at this right. point, we're becoming individuals. So, so even in the, under that paradigm, it's like not one rule has always been the way. It's not like you know men have the say and women don't. It's like our dynamics as a, as a as a polarity coupling have changed over time maybe not i mean i'm I imagine just based off of the uh, uh yeah, hermetic but, but kind of principles that they're they're infinitely you know regressive like polarity is part of it so one would think black holes and fucking supernovas happen and that means men and women happen too <laughs> but a question uh one what i say i want to like to say before i listen to another channel and they talk about uh, Tigetans, Pleiadans, and uh, they tell uh, there that in 5D, 70% of the people are female, and only 30% are male. And um, you can say 30% female are married with 30% of the male, 
and the rest are only female and do their job, military, politic, whatever. I think that idea is not bad. bad. And with that, um, on that way, they can hold their population really good. But what I want to ask is, Today I got with Armin that uh, conversation about giants too, because it was a whole day in my head. If you look at the nature, we have, okay, we have that crap story, a giant had sex with a female, and the female becomes that, I have no idea they call that baby, and after she gets a baby, she died because it was too big for her. I would say when a normal woman would have sex with a 20 meter tall man she died in that moment when she had sex so that story is for me totally stupid and bullshit but if we look in the nature if you go deep down in the sea in the ocean you can find really 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 old big fish octopus whatever if you go in the jungle you can find really old, big trees and snakes. What that shows to me is when a being have a special, arrive a, spe a special age, they grow. So my thinking is then, what is when that is or would be a part of us Two, when we grow and stop aging to believe that aging crap and that dying crap, when we grow, we, or when we age, we grow too. And when, what is when that um, in front of the pyramids, that statue, the big one, the little one, the one, yes, what is when that is um, they want to show on that way how a, a human grows. Maybe, let me say, 100 years, 50 centimeter more, 200 years, again, 50 centimeter more. When is, what is when it shows exactly that? And then it would be, or could be, Methuselah and all that, where giants too. Because 900 years and more, so not no not a giant from another galaxy or whatever. What happened when that is exactly our normal state when we stop belief that dying crap? Because we found that monk, he is 300 years old. Okay, he is not really complete there. His body is like in a standby modus, but anyway, he is alive. So what is when we all can do that too? Well, this gets into the power of the human imagination. A few things. So, like, I, like I said before, I don't know. I don't know what normal means. So, like European men for the past, I don't know, thousand years have been kind of smaller than other places, and then you have pygmy people, like that were found. Like, so there were people that were humanoid, and but not like. Uh, I think in Borneo or something, their skeletons were found. It's, I think they're called, they're a certain type of, like, we're Homo sapiens. There's some other kind of thing, Australopithecus or something weird like that. I forget exactly. Um, there was a period based off of, you know, do you believe science? I don't know. This gets into stuff where it's like there was megaflora and megafauna era. 
so like you were saying there's plants that were like you know lost you know um what's uh uh that book by hg wells i'm forgetting um but there you know there would be flowers the size of your car or something like that or beavers the size of a house or you know stuff like not that big but like major differently special like, the animals looked different like they were megaflora and megafauna and events whether it was you know food and habitat loss or cataclysms or whatever changed that so it's like this moving kind of river of material process it seems that's why in a weird way i'm not i mean this gets into trend like i don't know what being human means and i don't like i am not for transhumanism but that could be the next level of what it means to be human right uh because at one point maybe we were not huh I still don't understand why people don't get this. That's obviously not the way we already are cyborgs to some extent. And certainly uh, the evolution of humanity and whatever we call technology, which is just our well, own like glasses out, make out. me a cyborg. Like they enhance my oh, sure, fundaments, sure. right? But so it doesn't like, mean the that the real, the real, yeah, well, the line is there when uh, you start to believe that someone, uh, how should I say? I mean, even here, the line is already crossed actually. And there's actually a path to go back through, you know, frequency healing, meditation, food, all kinds of techniques, where you could even regain those things that we think of as normal to be replaced, you know, whether it's through glasses, hearing aids, or artificial joints. So we already, in my estimate, are much too far down the line already, even though in some instances, this may even be the proper solution. What I'm just saying is that now, of course, you're being proposed, oh, in a world of entropy now, to become immortal and whatever, yeah, upload your consciousness instead of having the proper food reactivating your sarcophagus and your church and you'll be super happy live well up to 300 years and be enlightened latest by the age of 30 and know you're immortal so you're not even going to be worried about it anymore so the whole idea about uploading yourself somewhere is is, is just completely ludicrous completely. i heard uh damien eccles recently talking about fa like pharaohs and like tombs like you know sarcophagus like you were just saying uh -huh. they, he was saying they're the original vampires basically they would get enough people to kind of energetically sustain them that when their physical avatar body died they're still not gone 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 they're in the 5d or whatever and then they basically can come through a portal and you know all these offerings and shit they're like living on that in spiritual like definitely, definitely possible uh i would say so that logic taken to a modern context is kind of what transhumanism is trying to do but like i said presuppositions rule the day so if you think this is your one shot like of course you might try to do that whereas if you don't oh, you exactly know, exactly for sure exactly and that's what i'm kind of want to point out also with the whole idea again if you at least somewhat believe in god or an afterlife or some positive outlook then this idea becomes most much of the less people appealing. that do that don't fuck with god <laughs> they're like i'm yeah. god and i want to make then, this work right and then, but then the issue becomes that because of that and because and this is the whole you know let's break it back down again to belief systems negative belief systems are always operate on fear and on the survival instinct so that's obviously where you put yourself in they also make you believe that there is no other option that's another attribute of negative belief systems and then you will be much, and the same goes, by the way, for the whole infection C game we got going on right now, as people essentially being afraid of change and death. Um, but what happens then when you put into that corner and get your negative survival instinct process triggered, you will be much more willing to endure all kinds of even immediately negative or um, 
damaging consequences because you believe this is your only shot to sustain your existence. Which might be genetic at a level. I mean, we're saying it's all like the cognition of will. Like some people's genes might be screaming at them, do anything to survive. And it might, I mean, it might just be playing out from a holographic genetic level where it's like, I will do anything. And it's not so much the cognition of like, I do right and wrong things. It's like, I'll do Machiavellian things, you know, to spread my seed or maintain my, who knows? That might be an interesting point to bring up with Richard Rudd tomorrow and be like, because he's coming from more of a, I mean, he's spiritual, but he's like, it is what it is. Like, he's not, it's funny. I want to kind of pick his brains tomorrow a lot. Um, he's more Taoist and Buddhist, it seems, which is more kind of like, you know, what it is is what it is versus like all the layers we project on because we have storytelling capacities and all sorts of kind of, uh, you know, imaginative kind of capacities. Let's take a quick music break and we can come back and talk about more of this or whatever we all want to talk about. All right. We're back in four. Team Rabbit Tool Edition 182, second part. You know what I was thinking of uh, in the Animatrix movies when I was talking about, you know, and man fucked up and made all this shit in his image and went too far and here's robots and AI. The thing telling that story is like this high priestess kind of energy or something, right? Or it's kind of like this Hindu artsy thing being like, here, I will tell you the secrets of what happened and the ceremony and initiation of humanity's trajectory given their preferences over time, quote unquote. So it's funny because I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I just watched a Miyazaki movie called like the legend of earth sea or something like that. I'm not sure what it was called. I forget. It's about dragons and weird shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I guess no matter where this movie goes, like, there's always grace, which is very feminine. So even at the worst possible moments, like, it's still out, out, I mean, a presupposition I've had for a while is like, it's not, it's by through and for love. Like, consciousness is, that's the one unity thing, right? That's where it's like, at what point do the, does it matter that we're playing a game that gets into the Alan Watts kind of a sharp pullback? Uh, don't take it so seriously, but everyone's very committed to taking it seriously these days and wants to figure it out. And I don't even know if it's possible, like in some weird way. I think it's a, it's an interesting time. So, uh, well, what do you is, guys... even Go if ahead. you try not just like when you're trying not to act or not to breathe, it's not going to happen. You're still going to act. You're going to breathe. You're going to make decisions. That's why even as a Libra, maybe because of the Leo moon, I'm talking about decisions and, uh, because what you mentioned in the end about, oh, maybe you'll do anything to perpetuate yourself. Interestingly enough, and I don't think, I mean. Whereas some people might have the gene, like, I like not to propagate, so they become mystics. And they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Right, I right. disassociate from this plane or whatever. Yeah, so what I just want to get at is that uh, if one is open to those ideas, again, one should look at the story with the grays. So you said there's always grays. And in our reality, there's also grays. Which number one may be a hint because they're black and white, they're gray. So, you know, talking about a recombination and reunification of apparent polar opposites within oneself to regain greater consciousness fully. However, also it talks about the idea of the grays once again actually being a future par parallel version of humans that already had decided in a sense to go the tech route, to go the war and opposition route. And, um, to go the genetic splicing over actual 
well, sexual reproduction, but also primarily over emotion, because emotion was seen as too um, chaotic and not controllable, at least not from a, let's say, solar masculine perspective. And that's what you had mentioned earlier, also with Anya is the idea, it almost seems like you try to lock a moon cycle, women's cycle, artificially try to lock it to a sun cycle, which could be like, oh, I need an heir, or oh, I need someone to take care of me when I'm old or whatever. Obviously, that doesn't fit, then you make one uh, subjugate the other. Obviously, you're going to have a disbalanced system. And I just want to point out this great story, because if we give any credence to that, and it's a very popular story, let's say, then we already have the answer to one variant of that timeline. And I'm not saying that this is the only information we can gather from here, or of course, there's more to it. But I'm kind of like, if anyone takes the whole alien story seriously at all, then again, the prime warning they give is to take care of your emotions, take care of your environment, cherish it, yourself and each other, know that you are God, and certainly is not talking about, you know, split yourself up in a thousand parts, uh, fight over each other and upload yourself uh, to a mainframe, you know. So what I want to say is that there is a clear recommendation. And if you take that into account, then it's obvious you don't want an overly technologicized and dis and socially distanced and emotionally distanced society. But you actually want to cherish all of those qualities you would consider as, um, should I say, yeah, innately human, you know? Um, yeah. Anyone have their own perspective? Please, Anya. I think... Um... <clears throat> To meet other people is that social part. It's not bad. But the problem is if you become to that state, you need it. I think the way is Joe Dispenser uh, say in, in one documentation, whatever we want to live is only a part of consciousness. Only how you think. It's a part of perception affirmation it's personal and um, I think the biggest problem starts always when there is a need when I love myself and I'm full with my love I don't need other people it's okay they can be there but it's, there is no need if I fool with choice uh, with, with joy. It's the same. It's like uh, the description from that uh, Narcissus. He falls in love with himself. Whatever he do, it comes from inside. He don't need um, a big picture, a mirror, other people who say, yes, you are great and all that stuff. No. He was completely full with himself. He was completely fall in love with himself, fall in love with his life. With that his was a tale, a negative polarity tale. It was like, don't fall in love with yourself because it's. Uh, well, I see what you're kind of getting at, but yeah, but do you should, not think let, me, we're in, let me finish it. Go ahead. Narcissism comes from the story. Narcissism. Yeah, but it. We all know that. Remember, a long time ago. You was a teenager, you were single, no one was looking at you. 
but me, whoever. In that moment where you have a girlfriend, wow, there were many girls there were looking at you. Why? Because you were full with love. You were, you didn't, maybe you didn't know it, but you were, in that moment, you show a picture, I'm complete. And if you have that, uh, let me use the words from today, light or love in you, and other have that, people have that feeling you are complete, they fall in love with you. And that's, that's the key. There is all that need falls away. Then you are free. It's it's great for you when other people are there and you are happy, but you are happy when they are not there. It it doesn't matter on you. Whatever is outside, it changes not your choice how you want to feel in that moment. That means no one can control you. No one have longer power over you. It's all up to you. And if each of us came to that state, we can say we are all free. No matter what Merkel, Trump, whoever is doing, they fall away. There is no need and no place longer for that, for that, for such doing. They are here because we need them. They are, let me say, our creation. They are our opposite part. It's the same yes. when you have a relationship. It's the opposite part. You've, you, what, what is that you, uh, I make it fast. What is when you fall in love with another person? Do you really love that person? Maybe yes, maybe no. Many people love another person or think they love it. Oh, he is so strong. He's so beautiful. He is so great. Wow. Is it a meaning I love that person? No, that doesn't mean it. That means only I love his strange because I'm not strange enough. I doesn't work my strange out. I fall in love with his greatness. Why? Because on that part, I'm little, I doesn't work it out for myself. So right, I'm like in a magnetized to the thing that we're lacking. I mean, Carl yeah, Jung talked about this quite a bit with anima and animus. So usually what happens with people in relationships, and this is a psychoanalytical approach, but it's like we're attracted to that which we are subconsciously denying of ourselves, basically. So if you're like, you know, this is why... <laughs> Um, Japanese people, for example, I love Japanese, I'm studying it, but Japanese have like crazy fetishes because they have a very, um, you know, uptight and very kind of like honorable culture. So the repressed kind of projection is like, oh, let's sell underwear in a fucking vending machine or whatever's going on. So yeah, that's anima animus projection. Usually that's, I mean, that's the complementarianism of relationship at some level, possibly. Well, I just like to differentiate here, but not to mix things up and just to be clear. So what I mentioned about the whole grace and to underline your point is that, yes, in their story, they created a time-space portal, which is why everyone is dreaming about them and thinks they're being abducted because they want to keep reproducing, because they already went down a pathway that ended up in a somewhat... in a well, bad way. <laughs> at, at that end, well, more like no more 
material to splice and no more way forward and also no more emotions except i think fear and disgust or something like that and survival instinct at least and that's what brought them to us and that's why interactions may sometimes be strange um but then getting the point about social interaction so of course i'm completely completely with you anya and this is also a prerequisite some say for the so-called ascension to fourth density i'm paraphrasing now but not to give uh, one f about what anyone else may be thinking about you so being free of the opinions of others otherwise you will always be a slave to them completely agreed um, do you think that's actually what, what possible, i was though, versus like idealized and romanticized is some like well, kind at of the very nirvana? least well, at the very least, to a very large extent, this is certainly possible. And I would contend that many individuals that are expressing their individuality at the very least, and including you, had individuals in front of them that declared them to be the devil, completely insane or whatever, and basically had to, you know, allow it to flow off their backs like, uh, you know, a rubber duck thing. So um, I would say at least to a very high extent, certainly. Um what I was just getting at is the idea of social interaction and also in terms of that, because you mentioned the government, let's say, or these control structures, of course, our own creation, exactly. But that also could only happen because of a lack of communication and a lack of community and organization and uh, honest interest in the well-being of oneself and others. Um, that was only what could even allow such negative control structures to occur which now trying to tell you, oh, don't meet each other and so on. Because of course, that is the, you know, in the opposite polarity idea. It's a completely different organization. And then again, I'm not talking about being dependent upon others' opinions, but just realizing that, of course, if you can and may very well wish to organize yourself locally and effectively and self-responsibly, most of all, and not give all of that away, because at the very least by this year, I hope everyone can see where this path has brought us and we are at a crossroads once again and may now choose a different path next up grayville i was wondering like at what point in our timeline does that like become inevitable <laughs> like oh shit we're on the gray track and we fucked up i would say what creates room or space for all what we have in i have no idea how many thousand years is lack of knowing Lack of knowing makes room for uh, fear, for anger, for whatever. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the myth of the fall, right? Where we so fall from ignorance now is just briefly. So this now means: do we agree? Ignorance actually is suffering and not bliss. <laughs> well, right, that's Buddha, but he says all life is suffering because, and you know, Jesus' last words: like, forgive them; they don't know what they're doing. Basically. We've fallen into, and Bashar has even commented on, like, you guys are unique because you've chosen to play a game very differently than everybody else, um, which makes it causally necessary. So in a strange sense, this has got to be the way it is. Uh, we turned off our ability to see in a unified way, even though it's the substrate. Yeah, but right? what is Jesus telling in, in Johannes' Evangelium when he say, oh, Raphael, Bestätigung, das Wort. The works... Or confirmation, but he also says, uh, the works I did, you can do, and greater. Yes, but the other, what he say is, <clears throat> in that part, he stands in the middle of many people, and he say, you go to other people, and there you asking for, Bestätigung? Uh, confirmation. Confirmation, and you don't search the confirmation 
through that or to who you believe, not by God. You search the confirmation by each other, but not by God. What does it mean? For, for me, it means stay by yourself. When you have yeah. an idea, stay by yourself. Because each time when you talk about ideas, your wishes and all that, another person, sure, he answers. But answers he only with words? No. He answers by thinking. And when we think about all is frequency, I would say the frequency from other person, other people, when they think on me, it works in my field. As long but, if but I agree when, to that. Yeah, but when I hold my thoughts in my head, they can't think whatever they want to uh, destroy it or that I make a fault or whatever. So there is nothing that I give to them that they can think bad about me. So sure. So that level of sovereignty past the point becomes almost like nihilistic narcissism or something potentially. Just, I mean, if you don't, if you, if people don't care about other people, there's a positive polarity to that and a negative polarity to that. On the one hand, the best case scenario is you get like the mystic guru in the Himalayas who doesn't interact, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi doesn't really give a shit about people. He does his own thing. That's cool. But uh, at worst, you have someone like Joffrey from Game of Thrones or Napoleon or something or, you know, who's like, I don't really care about other people. This is the whole part, you know, the kind of shadow of the cabal is like they don't care about people. They care about they don't themselves. Care. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's it's tricky because I think on the one level, what you're appealing to is sovereignty, right? Where you're like, one needs, at the end of the day... Just briefly, there is a differentiation between caring about other people or caring about what other people think of you. Uh, As a Christian, I, I think, that, I mean, the Trinity is kind of a social thing. I'm not sure about other religions, but even, you know, I imagine every model is like, we're built in a relativity machine. We're relating to other things through perception, through genetic offshooting, like, you know, conception, through all sorts of stuff. It seems we've made a game where we need each other. And there's a healthy level of that, right? So it's like no man is an island. And yet, here's a paradox because we live in a paradox. Uh, you live, you come in here alone, you go out alone. It's all you. You're on your own trip. Only, you know, and that's just, that's a kind of a reduced thing. I don't know if that's even true. Like, are the thoughts you're having your thoughts? One, so this gets into ego really quick. And can we delude ourselves into thinking it's all us? That's solipsism. Or is everybody else just as important as we think of ourselves as? Which is, you know, spiritual, you know, relativism. Like, kind of like a flower of lifing. Like, everybody's equal here. Um, gets tricky. I, I don't think there's even a right answer to this. It just gets yeah, tricky. It gets <laughs> You always say it's getting tricky, yeah. But these are the points, in my view, and maybe people don't have to make up their minds. But well, it's I good mean, that you don't like let the opinions of others sway you. That's sovereignty. But if you don't listen to the opinions of others past the point, that's not healthy, right? I mean, see what I'm saying? It, it's like there's, sure, a, and then certainty is an illusion. There's so many factors because self is an illusion. No, not really. I mean, Think about nobody needs another. All can be free. That means not that when another person came and say, Hey, Anya, can you help me? That I say no. 
But or do you realistically that, think that? Like right now, like if, you're living no. in a room on internet because somebody has provided the power beyond you. But if, <laughs> or, if you know, this is... podcast is being hosted by Raphael, so you <laughs> no, need him no. to talk on this, right? So it's like it seems we're inherently entrenched in relationship with quote other. For me, even it's... at a material level. Yeah, and and just very briefly, again, there's a big differentiation between saying <clears throat> uh, that we associate with each other. And then the way it's been kind of traditionalized for too long, for my taste in any case, which is the whole feudalism thing, which is not that, okay, we're cooperating for the benefit of each and every one according to each excitement, ability and interest and so on. But it's basically like you mentioned, you've got to sleep with the right guy or whatever to get ahead and uh, fight for scraps, uh, which is also a kind of relating to each other, but it's based on dominance and submission. But there is that also, to come about because but of there is a reasons. variant there is a variant of relating to each other and being in a positive sense codependent without necessarily being dependent on any one particular link or individual meaning that you have free association and then i have uh, quite some faith that we are diverse enough and enough individuals that everyone can find their tribe and community where they are as accepted as possible and can live as well as possible if we again allow each other this free association not forced by apparent you know economic necessity or anything else like that for me it's simple when um, my neighbor uh, when she say anya i need you it's my choice to say yes i come and help and or i i don't if i become that feeling she needs only my help because she don't like to do itself. Sorry, no. If I have that feeling, a person say, "I need you. I need need you," because he or she don't want to learn how to do itself. With the time, I say no. For sure. Me, for like me, it's to be always, free. Though. For me, it's to be free. For example, when I can go to the baker and buy for myself a bread, but not because of I am too stupid to bake it by myself. So I can I know how to bake bread, I don't I know how to bake a cake. I don't I know how to make my own clothes and a lot of more. On that way I'm totally free. So when so I go but shopping, you did learn that through people. Probably not a priori, probably not inborn knowledge, like you were born knowing how to make a cake. You learned it through interdependence upon Jim, people. I, I can say that what was, okay, I, I tell it, I explain it. It's not a joke. Many of such things that I know, you can say, or I can say, I really know it by myself, not by teaching. I cannot explain how. I can only explain the way. Long time ago, when my parents had sex with each other, my mom had a clear vision when I, I'm here, what I can. For her, it was sure I know how to make my clothes, how to cook self, how to do whatever I need to do itself. The same with my father. The only difference was he was thinking on a boy. The result is I stand in front of a cupboard and know exactly if you would bring me that in, in pieces, 
I know how exactly to bring that pieces together with no learning. I look at the things and know how to do it. Long time ago, I, it was for me like a, like a curse because people were angry with me. But it's the only what I know and the only what I can explain. Okay, then I know saying, so many. Just briefly, even saying that, okay, in this case, because uh, Jim may now say, okay, you're a rare occurrence and Jim has been harping on this. I was about this, to say that. Uh, codependency like, thing. conception of yes, yes. Betty but it's all, but it's all, it's all, it's all fine. But even, even still, even if saying, let's just say you were activated or at least you saw others so you could know how to relate in this world or even saying you just knew it. Many other may need to learn it, but still, yeah. even only because we may need to learn it from each other doesn't make us codependent in a bad way. Again, which I is what she out, was alluding obviously. to. Right. Like yeah, her obviously. neighbor being like, I need you and I can't do it. That would be a negative polarity of, of interdependence. I mean, not necessarily by itself, but of course, and this is the other big issue with assisting others, just as Anya pointed out, there is the great differentiation, even within positive and negative polarization just like you said, is it just because I don't care or whatever? Or is it really the genuine excitement of both, you know, to assist and be assisted? Uh, is there a willingness by the other party to learn themselves? If it is obvious, they would, it would be good for them to become more uh, independent. Um, so there's really a, a wide array of factors that come into play here. And so, right. so you what can I'm just, teach a person how to fish and they do it for themselves, or you can just sh give them fish and it's like that's the i mean that at some level you don't want to be dependent like that you want to be right. sovereign that's what we we're talking about earlier you want to and have interpersonal independent personal power but that's still within a framework of networks of other nodes on internet called others it seems and to varying degrees healthy to unhealthy poles those dynamics play out so some people take advantage of that and they just sit back and they say well i'm a general and i don't want to go fight so i'm going to make these soldiers kill for me like that's well, let's just say again, right? even here in, in different, in di well, in different types of organizations, even here, there is different alignments. You know, there is great leaders and all kinds of structures can be highly, highly efficient and also beneficial for all those participating if uh, they are properly aligned. The issue just is that the way also culturally we've been taught to set up organizational systems and the way we've been taught to relate to each other or many have allowed themselves to believe, just is in a negative way through coercion, uh, deception, all these kinds of things. And again, to me, it's just about everyone realizing that there is another path. It's actually much more efficient, natural, and easy. We've just set ourselves up again because we apparently like a challenge in a culture and with politics and economy that's set up in the completely, in a sense, satanically reversed fashion. I mean, not all aspects, but many much too many of those so i would say again it's not about relating or not relating everyone needs to find their own equilibrium but it's about how do we relate to each other yes i think um Sadhguru said that a long time ago and i can agree with that and many other things say it uh, even jesus in, in some kind we all we we really don't need anything to do we only need to think. And <clears throat> on, which, on, on which way we uh, become all that manipulation? Movies, so thinking. 
We see a movie, we think that movie. We hear a story, we think that story. On that way we can say we really, there is no need to do anything. There is no need to see each other. We all can do it, whatever is needed by thinking. And when that works, when I think on Raphael and I come in his mind, he don't need really to recognize it. But I work with my frequency on that, on him. If people would really know that, that it works, I will not know how many people would do it with a bad meaning and bring other people's mind in a crazy program with crazy thoughts and all that crap. But they do it. They only don't know it. And that is what we see in the Bible when it's called, when Jesus say, they didn't know what they are doing. They really don't know. They don't know that they can stop it. That the prophecy was not fixed. They can stop it each moment. They don't know it. And they don't know what is the reaction after their action. They can't see the future. Why? Because they don't think the future. If they think the future, they know the future. And the future will happen how they think. But only if you stay with your thoughts in your head and not blah, blah, blah. What you think, what your thoughts were before, you can see in the future. You can talk about it when it's done. It's the same our body. Our body is a complete result of our thoughts. It's a visible part of our thoughts. Jesus says that in so many times. Sorry, I can read it in that book on that way. Well, there's definitely a lot of ins and outs. I mean, yeah, like there's weird verses like if you, you know, have your one eye clear, you can see great. Is that third eye stuff? Is it mental? This gets into panpsychicism really quick, which I used to be when I was tripping a lot more, uh, way more actively excited about. And I guess now I'm just not doing pixie dust enough, <laughs> uh, psychedelics enough to uh, have my, my amygdala must be talking really loud in my own body at some level. But uh, yeah, enjoy it's just, Jim. Enjoy. Oh, uh, it's good it's because it's like learning how to. Itself. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. I feel like I'm the fear trip. Uh, or just a the very one. basic mammal trip, right? Where it's like, oh my gosh, I just want to relax, but uh, it's a little harder. So it seems though that um, yeah, between astrology of what's coming up, between what we're talking about, clearly. Um, with people who are probably more on the same page than not, and look at all the dis not disagreement, but like uh, variation, I guess you could say, in the themes of conversation and thought. Interesting times lay ahead. I'm hoping, like tomorrow, we're gonna have Richard Rudd on. He's predicting, and I don't know why or how, but like in 2027, we go like Thomas Sokowitz has said this, going from the Ajna mental sphere to the solar plexus, the will, the fire yeah, of will. Bashar so calls that year the contact fulcrum for whatever reason. So also he's kind yeah. of marked it out. Seems like a big deal. 2012 was a big deal in a few people's cultures, and then 2027. So it seems we've got some kind of growing I think 2020 pains. is a big enough deal for a bit, but yeah, let's see.
Well, right. I can't imagine, like, given, the, like, dude, it's been a long year. I can't imagine in two years, five, ten, like, it's going to be crazy, but should be interesting. And I guess uh, my the reason I'm mentioning that is that as, right now I think we're hitting the limits of mental capacities in a sense. We're going to start externalizing to the things like AI. limits linearity for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, and then everyone, as Anya said, in a sense, I mean, that, I mean, I would assume in a way that those who are able to listen to this conversation would be somewhat, you know, like vibration to like vibration. So thank you, the listener, for listening. And in that sense, at least peeking into this parallel reality, as Bashar has pointed it out or illustrated for a way, and it's just a metaphor, but I think it's not bad, is, you know, the trains leaving the train station, people making up their minds where they want to board, and slowly they start moving. So it means it becomes more and more difficult potentially to switch trains. So it's just great for yourself to know, feel love. That's the main decision. And uh, aside from that, especially if you choose the love side, anyhow, any literally anything is possible. I cannot uh, reinforce that point enough. And uh, yeah, then it's just about, in a sense, what I wanted to get at. As Anja said, everyone, you know, Everyone is, uh, how should I say, alone with themselves in terms of they, ru they rule supreme with their own belief systems. And then we are just grouping up in a sense. And ideally, this is what then is a positive version of soul tribe can, you know, resonate with each other and uh, reinforce each other in a positive sense. And then uh, I would say even the sky certainly is not a real limit. It reminds me, I'm reading Harry Potter. Um, I'm on book three with Haley right now. We're reading through them. Um, and I know how it ends. And if you've seen the last movie or whatever, spoiler, close your ears. But it's basically just like, you know, Harry fights Voldemort and all this shit. And they're basically reflections of each other. And he gets into this kind of white matrix loading screen. And he's like, am I dead? And he's like, uh, I don't really remember exactly how it goes. But it's like, was that all in my mind? He's like, what's not in your mind? So in some way, it's all just, you know, like it reminds me of us staying in the police, like spirits in the material world, where consciousness imbued in a reality that reflects itself in an infinite fractal kind of hologram. And I guess the fulcrum point is choice. And like you're saying, fear or love. Yes, I'm kind of getting channel. to a point. Yeah, I'm kind of getting to a point where it's like, I'd rather be like, and I say this, but I'm not doing it very well. Like, I'd rather be full on, like, everything is a dream and then be proven wrong and have to gnash my teeth than to, like, sludge through things and then find I was wrong and it's, like, better than I expected. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how I could relieve you of that burden. I mean, you already pointed out <laughs> the idea. Intravenous DMT. I have no clue. <laughs> not. But I mean, you know, yeah, please, Anya, yeah. Get a question before maybe I think you want to shut down that uh, part here. Um, I sent you a video and I will give short that information in that conversation here for all who listen. First, sorry for my bad English, but the information in that video is on 21 December this year. So the high level being are at the moment on that point to say enough is enough. They want to make something. I have no idea how, 
but they describe it on a way it's you it's like you go to sleep and when you wake up you are fully awake so if i understand it right say plan for the 21 december this year a complete full awakening whatever however they do it for all the people on earth and i really really hope they do it and it's not only a fake that's my mom's birthday <laughs> december 21st is the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere so we have yeah and that's it's funny because in the news and the memes nowadays are like oh the mayans messed up it's actually this year that's going to be the end of the world maybe it's the end of the dream when we wake up maybe we realize what power we've had all along and some people have been pushing us that way that'd be cool uh it's fascinating so hopefully you guys enjoy the ride and try not to take it too seriously um other than that you can tell how kind of uh out of sorts this double gemini is so i'm just i'm doing my best not to inhale water basically at this point thank you for your service jim doing what i can it'll hopefully improve yeah everyone we're gonna have richard run on tomorrow so that'll be dope tune into that eat the jinkies should be fascinating um if you're gonna play the outro track that i picked it's tame impala it's their newest album i haven't even heard the full album and i heard i started listening to it last night and it was thought it was pretty cool so that's what i picked if that's what you're playing indeed it is so yeah wake up every day don't forget to chill out enjoy yourselves Radio Pocky, talk it, Radio Pocky.